Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the IT News Podcast. Our guest this week is Eglantine Etiomble, the Chief Technology Officer for PEXA. PEXA runs core platforms for e-conveyancing and financial settlements of property transactions in Australia. It also has a growing insights business and is expanding internationally. And so, not surprisingly, there's a huge amount of technology work underway, from a big program of change around customer and employee experience, to the re-architecting of PEXA's back-end around modular and API-first driven approaches. And I say not surprisingly as well, because PEXA at its core is a technology company, sitting between finance, fintech, legal tech, and prop tech. And so Eglontin also walks us through the company culture and what she looks for in new hires. Are you able to just give us a sense of what the first six months at PEXA has been like? Absolutely. So I've actually been now seven months with PEXA and I have to say it's been both fabulous and very energizing, but it's been as well a very steep learning curve for me. So as you might know, my experience is mostly across retail, manufacturing, consumer good and a little bit of telco, but in large and super well established organization like Fortune 500, 600, so equivalent in other country. So really, I was looking for a role that was something different. First of all, being a technology leader, I was really keen to join a technology company, but I was really interested in earlier in an earlier stage of growth to understand what are the challenges and the risk that comes at this stage of growth. So PEXA was a combination of all of this. Like it's a tech company, but really sitting between fintech and legal tech and prop tech. And it's really at the scaling side of its journey. So the CTO role was a fantastic opportunity. It was a combination of all of this, but it's been really incredibly steep in terms of the amount of things I needed to learn, both in terms of the environment itself, the kind of technology, but as well, what it takes to be in a business that is growing so fast. If I can just give you an example, over the past seven months I've been here, already so much has happened and we've accelerated our product diversification inside business. We invested or acquired five companies. We've launched our new international platform. We've launched our UK business just in seven months. So it's growing incredibly fast. What have you observed so far about the technology operations at PEXA? Obviously, you've mentioned there that it's particularly fast moving, there's a rapid pace, and there's a lot of, I guess, integration work potentially from acquisitions. What's the overall observation so far? It's a blend because interestingly, PIXA is already a 10-year-old organization and we are working in a highly regulated environment. So there is a part of our technology which is not that recent if you think about it in technology terms and in it which we have to be extremely careful to understand not only the nature of the transaction we are holding, but the reliance across the industry on this platform make it something in which we have to be extremely careful and any cyber of resilience consideration will have a primary role to play. So we have a part of our tech stack, which is really working in that category. We have a part that is further away from what's regulated, which links to some of the acquisition that we have been working with, like Lula or .id or Slate Analytics. So in that case, we really are looking at a diversified portfolio of technology, and we don't necessarily link them all together. So especially the startups that we're bringing in, we're making sure that they are staying in their own ecosystem and that we leverage our value proposition, but we don't necessarily integrate the technology there. PEX is working with, I think, what will be recognized as a really diverse range of customers between the sort of financial institutions and then also the end customers who are making these really big, massive purchase decisions, possibly the biggest purchase decision they're making in their life. 
So you've mentioned resilience there as a key factor in technology decision-making. Do you want to just expand a little bit about what your approach to resilience is? I think, first of all, it is a really good observation because PEXA is sitting between so many players. There is two components when we think about resiliency here. There is, first of all, making sure that we orchestrate and we manage the complexity of all those different players. So it's not only when there is the coordination and the orchestration of the transaction itself. There is a bit of volume going through that, the actual orchestration of all those different partners. But there is, of course, making sure that the platform is up and running available. At this stage, we have an time of 99.9%, so still extremely high. And we had a significant incident last year, which is outside of our tolerance limit. So even though we are at 99.9%, we are really still putting a lot of effort and investment behind pushing the boundary here. So the way we are looking at it, I can talk about a couple of things. The first one is we've been developing a resilience framework very similar to the one that we were using in cybersecurity, the NIST framework. But to make sure that not only we have a set of great practices and great initiative, but the way we think and work behind resilience is highly coordinated and data-driven. So our resilience framework is going through four pillars, what we call resilience by design, which is mostly how you think about your infrastructure, resilience in change, so how you manage change, quality, control, etc., cybersecurity, and monitoring and recovery. So how fast can you observe? How prepared can you be when an incident comes? And behind it, we have a dashboard that talks about all the leading and lagging indicators within that. And we have a series of actually at the moment, 17 different funded initiatives that are running through this, making sure that we improve those leading and lagging indicator and making sure that we improve our resilience posture. And again, we had to go through this extent because reaching something beyond 99.9% of uptime is a real challenge. You have to go and push boundaries and we couldn't find an existing framework in the market. So we've been designing this one. I think that that's one of the components. This is what we are doing internally. But again, just going back to this orchestration nature of PEXA, we are doing a lot of work as well with our partners. So how do we improve the resilience of the ecosystem and at the end of the consumer experience? So how do we make sure that platform resilience and cybersecurity with our partner is as optimum as we can be? And we have a series of initiatives as well in that regard, making sure that we are influencing and supporting the industry around us. Just going back to the technology operations for PEXA, can you talk a little bit about the size of the team and also the scope and some of the systems and vendor relationships that would be in the core operation, I guess? So again, just a couple of differentiations. PEXA is a tech company. So the vast majority of our employees, they work in technology role. But now we split that really at a high level in two big remits. And there is one which is the group technology team. That's my remit. And then you would have the insights business in which we have everything I was talking about with, you know, Landchecker, Lula, et cetera, all this acquisitional partnership we are bringing in. So in the group technology, we have a team over 400. And in essence, we are covering the Australian exchange platform, which is a very large majority of our traffic and our revenue at this stage and the international platform which is how we replicate this value proposition in new geographies we are covering as well cyber security and everything that is corporate technology and we're working with a series of partners on that we're working with Portworks, and they have been absolutely instrumental in designing and implementing our international platform. And maybe I'll come back to that in a minute. But this is really how we are thinking. How do we take all the learnings and rebuild something with modern technology? So it's been really important for us to have a partner that could inject that level of thinking and make sure that we are future-proofing our thinking and our approach to this platform. 
you know that as well. We've been working now for over five years with AWS. So we migrated to the cloud five years ago. Topexa was not cloud-born, but we migrated five years ago now. And AWS has been really incredibly helpful in helping us grow internationally, but as well, they're working with us on our resilience. They're working with us on our innovation. So how do we tackle pilot and capability build in emerging technology like blockchain, very relevant for our industry. But they have been very strong partners as well in making sure that we have a framework of training and certifications for our team. So to you about technology, we're starting to rely on more heavily. We've been working for the next year or so with Salesforce. And that's really blending both our internal employee experience, but of course, integrating our customer experience. So we're working with over 150 financial institutions and over 10,000 conveyancing firms. So when you have that volume of customers that require a high level of support, it's super important for us to create a really smooth experience, both in terms of our platform and in terms of all the supporting services. So Salesforce have been helping us designing this experience, and we're in the middle of a big program change with them. And finally, talking about our partner, Accenture has been working with us from the inception of the platform. So they've been designing and implementing the initial platform, the Australian Exchange, and they're still helping with the run component monitoring incident triage. You want to talk a little bit about the international expansion? You've mentioned it a couple of times, and I'm particularly interested, I guess, in the technology that will support that it was a very interesting decision, actually. When Pixa listed in June 21, we announced to the markets that we would be adding to new geographies and replicate our value proposition. So just as a bit of context, today Pixa is covering the vast majority of the digital transaction, whether they are property transfer or refinancing. So when we were looking at these two things appeared very clearly. The first one is when we've reached this kind of market penetration, the growth into your core solution is quite limited. But as well, as I was mentioning earlier, this is an Australian first solution that we've been designing here. So it was really important for us as well to be able to replicate that solution into new geography. Now, as you would know, first of all, you can never replicate that kind of thing that is so ingrained into regulatory constraints and specific industries into a geography. You really have to adapt your product quite dramatically, not only your product, but your approach to market. And that requires a flexibility in your platform. So being able to reuse this right away into a new geography that was requiring very different specific solution was quite hard. We reuse extensively the very deep domain and industry expertise that had been built. So because PEXA is a world first, there is a lot of practice of this industry and there is a lot of industry knowledge that are embedded in this that didn't exist anywhere else. We really built the solution and we really built the process and the regulation was built around that at the time we were building the platform. So there is immense knowledge on how to do e-conveyancing that doesn't exist elsewhere, which was embedded in the platform. And it was completely critical that this was used. And I think when people are looking at e-conveyancing, it's probably something that is slightly misunderstood. It looks like reasonably simple for some of the transactions, but again, because you're working with so many cases in so many different use cases with so many different partners, it has a high level of complexity. So the key changes we have from a tech perspective in how we design this approach is we really went for something highly modular and with API first. So making sure that we would have the maximum reusability and making sure that we were building only the components that would be relevant for the specific value proposition that we would be building. 
What we've been doing as well, we've been experimenting slightly more modern ways of working. And again, not to say that we're not doing a lot in the rest of the organization, but that was an opportunity for us to have a blank sheet of paper. How could we get closer to the customers? How could we have more data-driven decision going for thinner slice of product as we implement? And that's been really a great testing bed. So you mentioned new ways of working there or different ways of working. I think it's probably a good seg to talk a little bit about skills and talent. And I guess there's two aspects that I'm interested in. Firstly, interested in what you're specifically looking to recruit into the organization in terms of skill sets. Mm-hmm. And I think secondly, just to lean on the cloud side of things, obviously PEXA has a cloud academy and it'd be useful just to understand a little bit about how that particular aspect of internal skill up and training is going. I'll talk about a couple of things. I'll talk about the kind of role we are looking for, but the kind of profile and the kind of experience as well that we're getting. And I can jump to the Cloud Academy from there. So as I was describing earlier, PIXA is really growing super fast. So we are constantly in recruitment and we are looking for talent across the classic product management, product ownership. We are looking at software engineers, data engineers, security engineers. There is a vast array of things we've been recruiting across. We have this strong ambition of growth, whether it's on our, the diversification of our product or international growth. And as I was saying, the way we're building those platforms, but the way as well we are reworking on our core platform, on our exchange platform, and rethinking of how do we become API-led as well, etc. It's really pushing us to drive the kind of talent that will help us managing this forward. So when you're looking at this kind of ambition, the ambiguity of the market, some of the values that are really core to PEXA, so where three core values are better together, making happen, making count and innovate for good. To be successful at PEXA, we have to have strong collaboration skills. You have to have an ability to make things happen in a high ambiguity and change. Things are moving very fast. So again, it's not only the level of collaboration that you have, but you need to be able to adjust to changing conditions very quickly. And that goes with a strong level of curiosity that we are looking for. So you have to stay connected to a fast-changing ecosystem. You need to be really willing to explore, etc. Just to talk a little bit about what is the experience of a Pexarian, as we are calling our PEXA employees, but the experience of a Pixarian is, again, just a lot of learning opportunity, a lot of opportunity to work in emerging technology, in more classic technology and emerging technology, very different type of roles in the different part of our business that we are putting in place as well, some really great learning program, which we'll talk about in the context of the Pixar Academy and a lot of other benefits, like we are in fully flex company, so you can decide where you're going to work in Australia. And we're going to still have a lot of events and a wonderful, vibrant office in Melbourne and Sydney, Brisbane. We have great parental we have great wellness days, etc. So we have an array of things to make it very attractive. We are seeing all the signs of the strengths of our value proposition. We won recently the Employer of Choice of the Australian HR Award this year, a couple of months early. We're still in the top quartile of tech business for employee engagement. So we still have strong feedback that what we are doing is is attractive for our talent and they have good opportunity to manage their career as they want, to have a lot of growth opportunities and good flexibility. So you're asking about the Cloud Academy? So the Cloud Academy had a really strong focus because we were migrating our technology team into a stronger cloud skill set. And we wanted to make sure that the product team and the rest of the business was having a good understanding of what it meant and the potential and the constraints of the evolution that we were putting in place. I would say probably the program still exists in a shape and there's still some cloud accreditation. But what we have observed is, first of all, now the skills is much more prevalent. So most of the organization has been reskilled and it's probably 
is something that we're doing on an ongoing basis. It's not managed as a big transformation or a big change. It's more part of the portfolio of training that we have available. But the very exciting thing that we have been kicking off in August, so really super recently, is we've been setting up a broader and more structured PEXA Academy for our people, but with a strong focus on technology. And PEXA Academy is really about improving specific skills, but it's as well becoming a specialist in the subject matter, so really supporting our career ladder. It's about having a deeper focus on greater customer outcomes and building career path. So again, it's really early day, but we have now probably seven programs that are on the way or soon to be launched, and they're around leadership programs. They're about Agile Scrum Master Accelerator, we're revamping our tech graduate program or we have our deliverability accreditation, for instance. And the way we are thinking about this is what we're building is a series of PEXA Academy certification that will allow our employee to have a very constructed path to their growth and some sort of recognition of the credits of the work they've been doing through the PEXA Academy. At a high level, what does PEXA's technology strategy look like in terms of some of the key pillars and programs of work? So we have eight things that we're looking at, which is a bit of a lot, as you'll see, but it covers different areas that are really technology-focused or operating model-focused. So the first pillar is adopting a group view of our technology asset. And one of the challenges that I had been talking about is the pace of the growth and what's happening in our context. If you're looking at the international pillar and the tech stack that we've been developing here, if you're looking at the Australian business, which is coming with a certain level of maturity, and if you're looking at the expansion that we are running with the acquisition of some new data analytics company. The challenge we're having is how do we make sense of all those parts? How do we create a value proposition that is greater than the sum of the parts? And how do we think about those assets? We don't want to constrain our innovation, but we want to make sure that we reuse some of the technology across the group to help keep evolving. So the first thing we want to do is making sure that we're adopting this group view of technology assets. The second part is about reuse module and connectivity and the insights. The exchange has been built as a monolith, so we're undertaking a big piece of work on how do we modularize this and how do we make sure that we have this API first strategy so that everything we build will move in this direction. So there's a heavy program of work behind it, which is multi-year. The third pillar of our strategy is control delivery and governance of data. And it's super critical for us, the governance of data, but making sure as well that we have a flow of data across those different assets is critical. So this is not necessarily a new pillar. This one is something we've been working on, but like our fourth pillar, cyber security and resilience, these are really things that we need to keep a very strong focus on. Fifth pillar is about innovation. Again, and it's something that we have been working on, but we want to make sure that we structure our innovation capability a little bit further, and especially around some emerging technology like blockchain, as I was mentioning. And then when we look at our operating model on the last three pillars, we have how do we manage for customer centricity and really stay much closer to our customers and more data driven. But also how do we focus on talent, which we've been talking about and leverage our partners strategically. I think the big difference is for us, the big change in this new strategy are really about the modularization of our key platform the group view of technology assets and some element of revisiting the employee experience, particularly of learning and development, as we discussed, but diversity as well. Gender diversity is an issue for us and we are below average, so we are really working hard on making sure that we solve that quickly. What excites you about the next 12 months? It's hard to pick between two. The first one, I have to confess, is our international expansion. I was very recently in UK for the launch of our business and our platform over there. 
And you would see that the market conditions are really challenging, the economical conditions are really challenging with the inflation, etc. The remortgage or refinancing process in UK is absolutely dreadful. It can take up to five months and is very uncertain. I think one third of the remortgage are dropping because they are just too complicated. So at a time where you have so much inflation and pressure on families, it's really critical that you can have access to better mortgage rate. I'm really truly excited to accelerate. So we launched the platform, we launched the business, we already have transaction flowing and customer on that that is really incredibly exciting it's really exciting because we are growing the product we're growing the platform but i think just as importantly because we are addressing a real pain point on the market and we can see that there is a lot of excitement that comes with that that was eglantin etiombla from pexa and that's the podcast for this week we'll be back with an exciting new interview next week until then you can catch all the latest headlines in australian it over at it news dot com dot au